Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 405th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will join next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the legend of Luca arriving in full force yesterday with his transcendent triple-double. It was uh, just a magical performance as he had... 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, and of course hit the game-winning shot from about 30 feet, step-back jumper, and uh, it was just magical, and we've known about Luca for a while, but yesterday I feel he arrived once and for all on the national stage as an absolute superstar, and we're all getting... Nicknames for him, the Don, as in Luka Doncic, the Don, as in from the Godfather movies, uh, Luka Legend, which of course brings me to my main point, I think from the moment I first saw a film of Luka, uh, he is, uh, reminded me of Larry Bird, just that simple, uh, and I'm not alone, remind a lot of people of that. Yesterday, Rick Carlisle, his coach, who played with Larry up here in Boston back in the day, longtime teammate, uh, was asked a question, and he uh, he basically said what I've said and what many people have thought that, like Larry Bird, Luca seems to know what's going to happen before it happens. Call it a sixth sense. Call it as uh, call, call it as Car- Rick Carlisle called it uh, 6G uh, rather than and everybody else is in 5G and it was uh, and yeah he just has the ability to sense uh, a moment or two before everybody else what's about to happen and then plays accordingly and it's just so much more than his shooting although it's you know it's he's got just the full array of talents, whether it's, uh, and of shot making, whether it's, you know, driving the lane, rebounding and tip-ins and of course the three pointer creative all like bird. And by total coincidence, I came across a highlight reel of bird yesterday, total coincidence. I wasn't looking for one. (laughs) Um, and it just reminded me so much of basically what I had just seen, uh, from Luca. So, 
it's exciting. It's just, again, it was truly arriving the tweets from his contemporaries around the, the NBA, the superstars from LeBron to Steph, from, you know, beyond basketball, uh, Patrick Mahomes. It, it was just a, it was a remember where you were game. Uh, not to mention, tied the series against the Clippers, 2-2. Of course, that last shot, it started out. It all happened so quickly, 3.7 seconds. They do the inbounds pass. Kawhi at that moment is on Luka Doncic. And Kawhi, of course, probably the best defensive player in the NBA. And they put up a screen. Kawhi, for whatever reason, did not fight through it which left Reggie Jackson covering Luca, who, again, did a step-back jumper, a couple moves, a couple dribbles uh, from, you know, 30 feet. And it was just really, truly special stuff. They were behind, meaning it wasn't like if he missed it, it was going to be overtime, which, and, and by the way, the shot was at the end of overtime. Uh, no, this was win or lose shot. And, of course, he hit it. They won. And it was just really uh, just magical, magical stuff. So uh, that series, again, tied 2-2, and anything is possible. And oh, by the way, you know, they won the game without Christoph Porzingis, uh, Lucas' teammate, great player. And, you know, he was a scratch right before uh, the tip. So, you know, and again, another in addition to that, oh, by the way, uh, Luca hurt his ankle two nights ago, had an MRI. He was practically a game-time decision. Uh, he himself said he didn't feel that great, the ankle, on uh, you know yesterday morning. So you just wrap it all up together, and it's a uh, uh, go back to my original point, transcendent performance and it just seems like he's now gone next level and uh, the legend, which has been building, 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 kind of got, uh, you know, uh, agreed upon by everyone. This this kid is just uh, headed for legendary status. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's 21 years old. So it's all good in Luca's world and our world, too, because we get to watch him play. Uh, incredible. My bizarre story of the week is Boston's winter sports teams making their mark here in August. Uh, still feels a little weird to say that. Pretty bizarre. But yesterday, a uh, good week for the Celtics and the Bruins. And yesterday was a really good day. Uh, the Celtics swept the 76ers, their arch rival, certainly in the East. Uh, and, you know, Lakers as well. But. There's quite a history there, and uh, the Sixers are cooked. Uh, so th th they got a long way back. We'll leave it at that. But the Celtics look great, and uh, and the Bruins beat the Lightning, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, in game one of their Eastern semifinal. Uh, a lot of people think this is almost a de facto Stanley Cup, as in they're the two best teams in hockey. I would not disagree. I had the pleasure of attending a Bruins Lightning game in Tampa this past March, 
and it was electric, no pun intended. <laughs> um, and great game, uh, great history between these two. And uh, then they played again in Boston right before the, the, the pause. And that was a nasty game. And the game I saw was a rather nasty. And then here they are meeting again. And I think it's just going to be a spectacular series. Bruins went up 3-0, looking awesome. Uh, let's not forget at the pause, the Bruins had the best record in all of hockey by, by a lot. Um, but the lightning bounced back with two goals and it went down to that final minute and a half. Their second goal was with about a minute and a half. And so it was a uh, edgier seat time with the empty net and, uh, the man advantage for the lightning, but the bees held him back and off we went, uh, and they're up one Oh, so Good stuff. And then lastly, uh, my low, to the, low light of the week was not covering the Northern Trust, formerly known as the Deutsche Bank and or the Dell uh, Championship uh, right down the road from me. I have didn't cover it for the first time in forever. I think I've covered it almost every year since its inception 10, 12 years ago, uh, maybe even more. And... Uh, Although DJ's runaway win, uh, where he's, I think, 30 below par, just crazy number, uh, it made for a non-competitive Sunday, which wouldn't have been great because there's been so many competitive Sundays where I've often been on the 18th green inside the ropes watching the tournament get won. Um, so, uh, and there was also, you know, pretty vicious late afternoon thunderstorms up here in Boston, uh, so that kind of put a damper on things at the end too, but at the end of the day, it's for me been a summer rite of passage. It was always on Labor Day weekend. Um, so the fact it was a couple weeks ahead of that was, uh, different, but sad, sad. And just another reminder of all the things that, uh, are being played without fans, media in my case, uh, and just kind of, uh, not that there were some media there, uh, but not the usual contingent, which has always included me. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. 
New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing very well, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, glad to hear that. Uh, appreciate you joining as always and as always. Uh, we love our college football and love to jump right into that and AP, I think the news of the week, you know, as a Penn State guy, um, is that the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, uh, posted a letter, sent out a letter, whatever, last week uh, on them postponing the fall season that uh, that the subject would not be revisited. I think those words are going to be... Uh, uh, Revisited or, or long remembered, the way it was phrased, and uh, of course, a few Big Ten parents showed up at Big Ten headquarters, which are closed out in the Chicago area. Um, I, I, I did see at least one media interview with what appeared to be Iowa fans, but it looks like that's that AP, and uh, there indeed will be, you know, no Big Ten and obviously no Pac-12 apparently this year. Like it's. You know, we had Justin Fields' petition. We had the outcry from the parents demanding answers. They're, they're still crying, demanding answers to you know as we speak. But the letter was strongly worded, and that seems to be the uh, where we're at with the Big Ten and, in effect, the Pac-12 as well, and many others. Yeah, John, I, I'm curious to why they made the decision so early. Uh, before college football was going to begin, you know, for instance, the SEC is September 26. I, I guess they, the reason that I'm, you know, maybe conjecture on my part, but maybe that heart issue. I think they had some doctors that presented some information to them, and maybe they thought there's no way that we can manage this liability. Uh, I mean, I think that's the prevailing um, 
word about that situation. I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, these other leagues, the SEC, ACC, American Athletic Conference, the Big 12, the Sun Belt, they're going to try to play some football. Notre Dame's playing football. Um, I just don't know why they were so hasty in, in making the choice. And, uh, like, uh, you know, Justin Fields had organized that petition before the decision. I think the outcome would have been different. I really do, because it would have been so much pressure. But this idea that there's not much transparency um, in today's world, I, I think I think you're shortchanging uh, your fans, your alumni, your pro, your football programs, and you know you should at least at the minimum give some reasons why. Correct, and it's one thing for you and I, especially as uh, members of the media, not to know these answers, but it's really important. Parents deserve to know everything that led up to their decision. Of course, what's sticking in people's craw big time is is that five days, six days before, less than a week before the Big Ten announced its schedule, uh, you know, amid a yeah. little bit of hoopla, <laughs> the conference schedule. Right, yeah, they, should, you know, they sure and, did. Yeah, that's, that, that's big news. Big news. Of course it was. And then, you know, uh, next thing you hear is, you know, the season's postponed till spring. Not many people think it's actually going to occur in the spring. I think myself and yourself included. And uh, so it almost just felt like just, you know, to appease or, or light, you know, lessen the impact of the decision. But whatever is what it is. But my my thing, you know, I understand, you know, the Nebraska's of the world, and for that matter, Penn State, Iowa, have come out expressing their displeasure, uh, the actual universities, not just the parents of the players of the, at these universities and others, Ohio State included. Uh, but, you know, wanting to kind of schedule their own games, that, that didn't go anywhere. And I kind of kind of understand that. But what I don't understand is, you know, it seems like the NCAA or whomever is in charge these days. And I guess the problem is, AP, there is nobody in charge. <laughs> but there should be some type not of... Not football, really. Yeah, not, not football, football, really. No, there's not anybody in charge, no. And, of course, that's the problem. That is yeah, that, the... that's one of the issues. And, 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 John, you know, when we were discussing the transparency, you could have incorporated their plans to play in the spring and their reasoning. And I'm not sure that it's been expressed. Um, what's, what might change in the spring other than if, is there a vaccine? Is that what they're waiting for to... to um, you know, give the green light to play college football, the vaccine. They're, they're hoping this, this happens around January or December or February. I mean, what is the reason to wait to the spring? I'm not sure much will change. If, the va- if there's a vaccine, people are going to be hesitant, I think, to take the vaccine Correct. because it, it, just, they just don't have confidence in, in, in that, you know, that situation. Uh, so I, I just would... I think it would have been better for the Big Ten and, and the Pac-12. Maybe they could have had a joint conference, and, and I think that would have been a good thing as well. You know, two two conferences and all, all the other conferences not willing to participate in football, get together, have a, a Zoom with everybody's uh, commissioner being, um, you know, participating. 
and you could give the reasons, and it, you, you sound like you had a grasp of the situation and, and had a plan. But this, this plan. I don't think it makes any sense in 2020 with, with the communication levels where you're uh, available and you're affecting all these student-athletes and their decisions. And then as it stands right now, you can't transfer. So, I mean, well, you just it. can't, you know, you just can't say we're putting a red light in the middle of Main Street and that's it. Yeah, that's it, AP. I mean, I just, uh, yeah, not in this day and age. And parents, just players, number one, deserve answers. And parents, number two, deserve answers. And AP, it's just, uh, you know, in this world, of, it seems like people are transferring left and right, you know, and I know there's some rules, but yeah, that seems like there are exemptions and, quote, hardship rules or whatever. Bottom line, I, I don't understand why, at minimum, seniors, but really anybody who is eligible, and this would certainly include juniors, but anybody who is eligible or thinks they're go- they could be picked in the NFL draft next year, in my mind, should have the opportunity to transfer to a school that is playing and play immediately, period. It, it, you know, it just feels like there's been examples of that type of thing occurring put it under hardship. I remember the Penn State scandal of 2012, and uh, they allowed players to transfer and play immediately. I remember that. But I know there, it feels like there's been others. Uh, but I don't – to me, that would have just been the perfect move to, you know, just give an outlet to these players whose dreams could be uh, severely impacted their dreams to play in the NFL could be severely impacted by the decision not to play. So I, I just think that would be a, a bit of a middle road, but, and I haven't heard much about it. I don't get it. I, I, clearly, I'm not the only person thinking about this, so, so, but it doesn't seem to be a hot, hot take right now. No, uh, and the seniors, as you mentioned, are they going to stay around to play in the springtime? Uh, Correct. If they're projected to be in the first three rounds? I don't believe so. I don't think so. I mean, I remember when the NCAA basketball tournament was canceled uh, that there was some, uh, you know, rules, I think, set up, or I don't know if it was school to school, national, but whatever. But there seemed to be the opportunity for seniors to stick around another year and play next year or something to that effect. I mean, tough to remember the details. That seems like a lifetime ago, <laughs> last March. Oh, oh yeah, it does sound, sure does. And, John, let, let's look at the trend here for a minute. We've seen in the last few years players on good football teams and All-American types and people who are going to be drafted in the first three rounds, they're, they're opting out of bowl games. Right, Nick Bosa. So, uh, yeah, it's working I mean, out for uh, them, too. Leonard, Leonard yeah, Leonard Fournette, I mean, and Alabama had a few players, Trayvon Diggs, and, um, you know, they didn't choose to play. Terrell uh, Lewis, I believe, the linebacker from Alabama, they they didn't play in the bowl game. And, and uh, so here it is that you're trying to say we're going to play in the springtime, and then you're going to put it in the added burden on these underclassmen to, to compete in, I don't know, eight, ten games and then get ready again in September, 20-something games in a year. That's Right, and, and they the mention player safety all the time. That's a priority. It doesn't sound like it. That's the big argument that everybody's saying against why the spring football proposal is a farce. 
because, you know, uh, for a 20 year old or 18 to 22 year old, whatever to play in effect, whatever, 20 games in a calendar year is just, uh, way too much to ask on the injury front, way too risky. So, yeah, it's, uh, again and you're right i mean and you, you know nick bosa got injured and just ended uh, his career at ohio state obviously worked out for him since he's just signed a massive contract and there's been a number of yeah. other notable examples i mean it's a smart move if you're not playing if you're not in the final four in the college football playoff and you think you're going to get drafted especially high if you're a high pick why would you play you, you know you know Winning one more for old state U, <laughs> I think that time has passed. I mean, it's no it's that time passed probably, John. I'm thinking maybe a couple of decades ago. Totally agree, and I totally have um, supported the decision since day one. That you know, if if, if you're headed for the draft, what are you going to get out of playing in the bowl game? You know, unless you're in the final four, and that's it. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, so again, you know, rules are made to be broken. Whatever rules exist, uh, I would just love to hear or see somebody try. You you meant you know to maybe transfer and play immediately and see where it takes it. Whether it's a player making a quote challenge to the whatever rule might be governing this particular situation. Not that we've ever had this particular situation, right? <laughs> it's all new. Right. Oh yes, yeah, it's all new. But, but I, I think. I mean, there could be some dialogue, I mean, with the NCAA. Correct. I mean, you could hire a lawyer and say, I'm calling on behalf of so-and-so and, and try to get an idea of the chances before you proceed. I mean, but if you're not, if you're, a, let's say you're a senior and it's already August, uh, you know, late August right now. I mean, if you're a senior, why not try to challenge it? Because you're not going to play anyway. And if, and if the springtime they're going to have the football and you're a senior that's going to be drafted, you're, you're not going to play. So if you wanted to transfer, I'd try to challenge it right now. But, it, I mean, are those can those decisions be made uh, quickly? Um, it's be, because right now the, if you transfer to certain leagues, you're, you have a month before the Correct. first game. Correct. So, so you have to enroll and get acclimated to that team and um, – the time is of the essence for sure. Yeah, and there's a select few AP who will benefit from this, and by that I mean guys that are going to already were already obviously going to go high in the draft can now just sit on their body of work, work out, not get injured, yes, and be drafted. I mean, but that's just that's really a handful, or uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, maybe a, maybe a big handful, but the large majority, I would think, still. Uh, need to play there one more season to really position themselves where they belong based on mm. whatever their junior or senior season. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see where it goes. It's not dead yet, but it feels like, you, you know, the big 10 really, really shut the door with the subject. We will not be revisited uh, reference. So, AP, uh, we've already reached the end of our first segment. Still have a lot to get to on the other side.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show where's america listeners Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., last segment, we were talking, of course, about college football uh, who's playing, who's not. Uh, and during the break, as we, you and I were discussing a little further, you come up with a really interesting point that I had thought about it. Well, John, you know, they have these all-star games at the end of the year, the Senior Bowl, the East-West game, and some other ones that I can't recall the names at this moment. But what if you're a senior at USC or in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, and you're, you want to have people – you recognize your abilities, but you don't have your senior season because the commissioner, uh, you know, put, put the kibosh on that. So you call up one of these all-star games and say, you know, my name is so-and-so. I'm at USC. I'm a senior. I'm at Ohio State. I'm a senior. I'm not going to play spring ball. I'd like for you to consider me. I'm going to be working out all through the fall. And um, so I just want to put my name in there that I'm available. 
I think that's a great idea. You know, these uh, all-star games are, you know, full of NFL coaches and scouts and whatnot. Bill Belichick attends. You know, it's just like practically a, a convention of NFL coaches, scouts, front office personnel, uh, mingling with the players. And, you know, I mean, the Senior Bowl has downright perfected the art down there in Mobile. No one knows that better than you, right? No, yeah, there's seven or 800 NFL um, GMs and coaches and assistants and scouts. I mean, it, that's a big number, seven or 800 people. Took the words right out of my mouth when you said it. That's a big number. Um, you know, the, it gives you everything you need, which is, you know, an opportunity to meet the players uh, long before the combine and whatnot. And the combine is, of course, long before the draft. Um, the only thing that would still be missing, you know, is it would be, of course, uh, game, game action. Um, mm-hmm. But it's... Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've all gotten used to, you know, uh, living with the circumstance we're in, right? (laughs) It just might have to be a year like that. Uh, You know, and but I I think that's just uh, an outstanding observation on your part, AP, because they they could take on a new life. And, you know, to me, most importantly, if these games are held in January... It's more than a game. It's really about the gathering all week long, to say the least. Um, If they're held, I mean, the decision would likely have to, the final decision, you know, could probably not get made till something that sounds like whatever, November, if not December, where they can just say, they can look at what occurred in college football this season. And in the case of the Senior Bowl, how did everything go down there in Alabama? you know, and make an informed decision that like, if it went well, you know, and the season has played on, especially in the South, then we're going to hold our event, the senior bowl, whatever. And that's it. So uh, they'll have the advantage of time and and watching what's going on. Yeah, John, the the bowl game itself, they'll be monitoring the situation, of course, and the players, uh, they'll watch and, like I said, they might have trouble at this point getting the top players to compete in a senior bowl or an east-west game. And so you might have to reach out to some of these seniors that are, um, you know, the third, fourth round projections. And, and maybe they'll welcome them with open arms. Correct. Correct. I, I, and I think they would. I mean, they're looking to have the highest profile game possible. They're the biggest names, and they're looking to have uh, – you know, the greatest number of NFL uh, personnel attend as well. You know, they go hand in hand. So I think that, uh, y- you know, they they could turn out to be huge. And, you know, it, it would also give the players incentive to work out over the course of the next four months really hard, um, right. you know, without fear of injury. I mean, if there is a silver lining here, it's that, you know, players will not get injured, <laughs> you know, uh, who aren't playing yeah. games, theoretically, won't get injured unless they get injured working out or a non-football, whatever activity. Uh, but anyway, assuming they don't get injured, they can work out. Uh, we have heard that many colleges, even the ones that are closed, Big Ten schools, what have you, 
have their facilities are going to remain open for the players to utilize. Uh, we'll see how that works out if that indeed occurs over the next number of months. Um, uh, John, if, if I'm a head coach at Ohio State, USC, uh, these Power Five teams at camp that are not allowed to play this season, and I realize that I have some ball players that, like I said, are projected for third and fourth round, or and they're on the edge about their decision. They're you know they're on the fence. They're not sure, but they're leaning towards not playing in the spring. I could do myself a big favor by saying, look, you know what we're going to do? We're going to call the Senior Bowl on your behalf. We're going to promote you as a player that should be in the game. And that way, there's no hard feelings, right? And there's and that, that the word will get out to other players, hey, look how so-and-so has treated his players that were seniors. He didn't hold it against them. He tried to help them the best way he could with the circumstances um, that are dictated by the virus. And I just think it would be a positive move by a head coach in a, in a program. Correct, correct. And, you know, let's, let's not forget, you know, Micah Parsons, the spectacular linebacker from Penn State, who was coming into the season as potentially a top five pick, maybe the best player in college football, maybe the number one pick, uh, just a, a game-changing, you know, number one player coming out of high school a few years ago. He opted out of this season before any of this ever occurred. We're only going back a few weeks now, but you know, yes. Michael Parsons opted not to play this season, which, you know, he, he now has a lot of company, <laughs> including his entire team <laughs> yeah. not playing. Obviously they didn't opt out, but they're not playing. Right, right. And, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, there's, so there's just a good example of someone who apparently I don't know that he said this. I just know that he opted out. I don't know the uh, all the details or the quotes behind it. Uh, but bottom line, he, he you'd have to believe he did it simply to you, you know. Of course, the virus. He probably didn't want to play with the virus, uh, you know, being out there. And then his training for the NFL, not getting injured because he knows he's going to be a super high pick, if not again number one. Um, again, right. a game changing player put it mildly um so there's a good example too so you know as against the decision of the big 10 to announce when they did that they were postponing the season who knows there's probably a select few out there that maybe are breathing a sigh of relief and are going to end up not by choice but ending up going the micah parsons route so yeah, that's a possibility, John. And, and while we're just discussing the teams not playing, those people in Ohio, they've got to feel really uh, bad about not competing this season because you have a quarterback like Justin Fields. Correct. Would have been in the Heisman race. No doubt. Tremendous ball player. And uh, they have a great team. And that coach is, you know, he seems to be top level. And so they're not playing and having a chance to competed in a national championship and one of the sites would have been the Rose Bowl, you know, for the semifinals. So that would have been, you know, exciting for the the fans of Ohio used to be going out to Pasadena if that's where they were placed and made the, made the final four of the college football playoff. So 
uh, I would say if I'm looking around the country, the people who feel um, extremely um, disappointed, it has to be the state of Ohio. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, clearly, uh, we're a college football playoff pick, if not you know the number one pick or certainly top five, obviously. Um, yeah, so, and, yeah. And, and, Penn, Penn, and Penn State, John, they're supposed to have a good team as well. Very good team. Well, AP, I don't know if that's kind of after-the-fact thinking because I, I didn't realize it, but, you know, I'm seeing quotes coming out from all over Pennsylvania, whether it's media, players, whatever, that this could have been one of the great Penn State teams in history. Now, someone who grew up in the shadow of Beaver Stadium, that, that's saying something. And I <laughs> yes, was like, that's quite wow. a statement. I knew they'd be good, but I didn't know they would be that good. Uh, but it appears yes, yes. They, were, they were had that potential. And they were hosting Ohio State yeah. this year. So they were going to have Ohio State, their big nemesis, at home. Um, it just makes me sad, AP, when I think about it. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. <laughs> really, really sad. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, yeah, I would think that those, those two teams, you know, looking out west, I mean, they have some, some good, good ball clubs, you know, good, good teams, but I'm not sure if, if they're top level. You know, they were going to win a lot of games, of course, USC and probably Oregon and right. I don't know who else, but, uh, but, the, but I, I would think Ohio State and Penn State, um, you know, and of course, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin and, um, you know, they're in the mix as well, but I'd say Ohio State and Penn State with the two teams have to be the saddest about 20, the 2020 football season. Totally agree, 100%. AP, great stuff, as always. And why don't we take our final break and a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Boston Bruins versus Tampa Bay Lightning hockey uh, NHL Eastern semifinal. And AP, uh, you know, back when this thing got going and leagues started making plans to restart, I think we all kind of looked back then. And I remember saying, like, Gee whiz, we get into August and September, it could be the greatest sports, you know, experience of our lifetime. And lo and behold, right. we kind of arrived, AP, and yesterday from was an exclamation point in that, you know, on a Sunday in August, for gosh sakes, August 23rd, you know, <laughs> watch the Celtics <laughs> at one o'clock in the afternoon sweep out the Sixers, they're arch rival right. uh, along with the Lakers you know last evening I watched you know the Bruins and the Lightning what many people myself included are calling the real Stanley Cup this is it like as in they're the two best teams in hockey and they're playing now as it turns out and you know and oh by the way in the middle of those two games was uh, you know Luka Doncic uh, channeling his inner Larry Bird and putting on one of the great performances <laughs> in basketball history, period. <laughs> you know, joined some of the great players in all time in his record-setting performance. His line was 43.17 re- rebounds, 13 assists, a 30-foot game-winning shot on a bad ankle, uh, and looking like Larry Bird all the while. <laughs> They're saying like it uh, since Larry Bird. Yeah, John. Just- yeah, John, and he's 21 years old, I guess, right? 21 years old from Slovenia. And uh, just special, special stuff, AP. Uh, you know, yeah. at the highest level. Incredible. Yeah, John. Yeah, John, who could imagine, you know, growing up, you know, watching the Celtics and Larry Bird and all these teams through the years. And, and next thing you know, you have a player from Slovenia coming over and, you know, dominating a game. I mean, the the NBA, I mean, you've got to give them the ultimate credit for spreading the word. But that 
started way back in the 60s, you know, with Red Orbach taking ball players over there and giving clinics to many countries. And right. that whole thing is like a 50-year journey. And here, here's um, how it ended up with, you know, him scoring all those points and being Larry Bird-like. But that was a 50-year marketing plan, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It just coincides with their whole NBA's whole international strategy and players from literally all over the world. Um, but yeah, but this was, you know, and I feel like yesterday, I think it's just going to be a day long remembered for him, for international basketball, just, a, you know, a, a signature game. Um, Mike Breen, the announcer for ESPN ABC, called it, you know, the masterpiece. Uh, it will not be forgotten forever. And it was just so unique, so special, so dramatic. Um, and, you know, Luka Doncic, is, he's not a secret. I mean, I knew about him long before he came to America. And what the MO was right. on him early on was that he, as a young player over there in Europe, 17, 18, as a teenager, was basically dominating the European leagues, which are of a pretty high quality. Um, oh, yeah, they play good basketball, yes. Yeah, so he was a boy dominating men <laughs> in basketball, and <laughs> period. And so, you know, the word was out. I mean, he was whatever he was, top five pick, I believe, um, by the Mavs. Yes. And, you know, he was there for the taking for a couple teams. There was no mystery here. Probably a little hesitation. You know, maybe that's what's going to happen here, AP, that whatever hesitation may or may not have existed in taking players from Europe, um, I think, or even internationally overall, I think maybe after yesterday, that's disappeared forever. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they play good basketball over there. Most all the players from the Europe can shoot. Correct. Because they've, They've watched the videotapes of a Larry Bird and all the great players uh, from the NBA in the past, and they all have good form and release. So most of those uh, players, when they're drafted, you know they can score. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, coming back to yesterday, I, I, I do want to give a shout-out to Donovan Mitchell uh, from the Utah Jazz, who joined... Uh, elite company and scoring 50 points again yesterday, leading his team to victory. Uh, basically his second 50 point game of this series against the Denver Nuggets. And I was watching that game as well. The end of that, you know, certainly the fourth quarter. And that was nearly as electric as to what we had just seen with Luca an hour or two earlier. It was just incredible. And Jamal Murray, for Denver, also had uh, 50 points. So there's all kinds of records were set of two player, you know, set or tied, I should say, two player opposing players each scoring 50 in the same playoff game. Donovan Mitchell scoring 50 in two game playoff games in the same series. Uh, we're talking big names here. We're talking names like Oscar Robertson and Allen Iverson as being you know, holders of those records. So yeah, big time stuff here. Um, yeah. Legends of the game, right? Same sentence with legends of the game. 
true legends. I think Elgin Baylor was on one of those lists. Uh, you know, uh, so really some special stuff going on inside the bubble and AP. It was just, uh, you know, really magical and, you know, uh, again, all occurring, you know, <laughs> on a Sunday in August <laughs> in the bubble. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we're under a minute, AP. But I think we can. I think we can say at this moment in time, the the bubbles have been a success both in Orlando and up in Canada for the NBA and NHL. A raging success. Yeah, it takes actually. a concert. Yeah, yeah, it takes a concerted effort, but it can be done. And yep. and John, if this thing persists through past January with not a vaccine, when the world is going to have to come out of that shell and just do the best they can. And, yep. uh, you know, people are going to have to adhere to these protocols that are safe. Exactly. This could be a template for things even beyond sports. So we're all watching and waiting, sports fans and non-sports fans alike. But AP, thank you, as always, for your contribution today. Great stuff. And appreciate you calling in. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you so much. Thank you again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. <laughs>